one question I have for you straight away is that I know you're going to talk about your own journey to Sikhi as well, as well as how can get involved in Goddore. But one question is that um, how often did you used to go to the Goddore side uh, before you came into Sikhi? So generally, my family weren't practicing in, in Sikhi at all, really. Mom used to do part. So we'd go most Sundays, I'd say. And then whenever there was an account part from Sukhmani Saib, uh, and generally never we need to do at a das. So there was definitely Sharda in the family, mm. but it wouldn't be full practicing, if that makes sense. So basically like Sunday Sikhs kind Sunday of Sunday Sikhs and, you know, a, a sprinkle more if you like. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Karnavid? Yeah, pretty much the same. Oh, TK. Yeah. I was more, I was in the Sunday Sikh. I was more like once a month, like once every two months or something. Mm -hmm. So just quickly then, uh, tell us about your journey then into Sikhi then. So was you always had your case? Did you always have uncut hair? Was your Munna before? Hanji, yeah. So... Generally growing up, as mentioned, the family had Sharda and Sikhi, but we weren't really practicing much. Mm. I think the earliest recollection of engaging with Sikhi that I remember was probably in year seven, year eight, where I remember I was learning Punjabi and my mom, for some reason, said, start reading Japji Sahib every morning. And I just thought, Jal, Paralongi. I didn't what's, understand. What's Japji Sahib then? So Japji Sahib, the first part uh, within Guru Granth Sahib Ji and mm. the first part of uh, a six daily prayers, then Nithinim. So I started reading it. I didn't really know much. I just did it because it kind of felt right. And you could say it was a little bit ritualistic. But just to show you the two extremes, I would like, I would read Japji Sahib, then come down and have a bacon egg sandwich, right? <laughs> so I just, I just felt weird if I didn't do it in the morning. Mm. But I do feel that because of my mom and the blessing she gave in that sense, those Japji Sahibs did grow. And I definitely experienced the fall of that. Mm. But... I think what's quite important as well sometimes is we believe Sikhi to be an input-output. Quite often I'll do a Japji Sahib now, but where's the result, right? Yeah. And I think Guru Sahib knows when to give us that fall. And I mm. believe in the years to come, I got the fall from even though it's a Japji Sahib and I didn't had I didn't, had no clue what it meant. I felt that it was definitely being stored away. So that was, that was how it started off. And then following on, got through school. There was a few podcasts, a few YouTube channels then actually. One I remember listening to was uh, Rajwana TV that highlighted the issues about Punjab, uh, 1984, and just general things more recent that are happening in Punjab mm. in terms of female infanticide and the current issues demographically, geographically, and economically. And then the real one of the real turning points was the Rajwana um, revolution, if you like, where yeah. everyone said, I pledge orange, if you guys remember that. Mm. And on a United School Uniform Day, a lot of my friends were up on it. So we thought, yo, let's all wear like our Kanda hoodies and stuff, like, act like bad mans. <laughs> and I had a Kanda armband on as well. So yeah. I was like captain for the day. <laughs> so I went to school and all these up were wearing orange and we got called into an assembly, I remember. And I was on really good levels with a lot of the teachers and I was quite respected in that sense. And I was doing well academically and whatever. So the head teacher came over to me and asked me, to explain what was going on. I had no idea. I just thought, we'll get a nice photo of it, right? <laughs> and luckily, I remember I was saved by one of my friends who actually knew what was happening. And then it really made me think about what am I representing? It's good that I've worn this, but you know, I haven't got the slightest of clue as to why I'm wearing it. And I guess you can say the research started there. Uh, and that developed to going to sixth form. I went to Nishkam High School for sixth form. The first day opened in Birmingham, which was quite exciting, actually. And there was a teacher there who was a good sick. He did a Sikhi class and in particular highlighted 1984 and Sikh struggles generally. Uh, you should check him out actually. His name is by Man Singh. He actually does the Sikh history podcast now. Okay. So he's still continuing that seva, but he was our teacher then, which is quite interesting and fun. Wow. 
So that really started make, started to make me think about Sikhi. And then in the first year, so after first year, six from Guru Sahib's Kirpa, I kept my case. The school was vegetarian anyways, so that helped that transition. And I did get into drinking and a little bit and partying and stuff then. But because of the Sangat that I'd found at the new school, I still interacted with my friends from previous schools. But that helped the transition and it made it made a lot more sense in that sense. So mm. yeah, and then just carry, continuing very in, in, in a summary way. Went to university, got involved in Sikh society, got involved with BOSS, the British organization of Sikh students. Yeah, Started to go into camps, Sikh to inspire, the BOSS camp, and then the basics one when it started. Mm. And then after university, now I had quite a nice network of Sikhs around me. So it was good Sangit in that sense. We started doing Amritvila programs. Just started learning more, really. Uh, basics obviously was huge for me in terms of virtual Sangat. The YouTube channel was massive. And I'd go to Baljeet Singh's programs and Jagaraj Singh's programs whenever possible. And then after my degree, so three years, I realized that I wanted to take a bit of time out and just delve into Sikhi as much as I could. And I think a lot of people gave me the idea that this is the chance to do whatever you want. And I'd echo that for anyone that's listening, whether it's Sikhi or whether it's whatever else it might be in life. And then I decided, because I was taking Santi at the time, uh, I had the chance to go and stay in a Taksal which is in essence a place, a Gurdwara, an institution. And there are loads of these Gurdwari that represent this institution in India, all across the world. And I got a chance to learn Santya, develop my Santya a little bit more, which is reading Gurbani and also learning history, learning philosophy. So that was a great experience. Um, How long did you go for? So it was about four to five months. Okay. Yeah, so it was really hot in July, I remember. Oh, you went in July as yeah, well? Yeah, it was roasting, it was roasting. <laughs> so I just, you'd have a shower, come out and just sweat. But it was a good actually in terms of, learning how people live very simply. Mm -hmm. So there's no TVs, no laptops, just a simple room with, you know, I was lucky to have an uh, the water coolers that make so much noise. Mm. And just learning a lot from the Sings in terms of how they lived, how they greeted each other, the piyada they have for each other, the different seva to do. So that was an invaluable experience. And then funnily enough, whilst I was there, the applications came out for the Vidyala. Mm. So I was the year after you, right? Yeah, yeah. After and me. then I remember applying for it. So then the second half of that gap year, I did the Vidyala up until February. And then just kind of naturally started doing, got blessed with Seva, uni talks, mm. courses. And then with basics in that sense, it just carried off from there. Just for that point, if nobody knows, that was the basis of Sikhi school, uh, the basis of Sikhi academy which I went through the year before you, then you went through as well. Yeah. And uh, that lasted for about three, four years, I think. Yeah. Uh, so did you have a point got to be saying you was going to jump in as well? I, I was going to ask, what was your daily schedule like then when you were staying in India? Yeah, so it was quite intense actually. So we'd, we'd be woken up at 4am mm. if you didn't get up. And then you'd go have Ishnan. Then it was kind of optional in the Darbar side. So in the Gurdwara, there would be a nitnam that was being read, but a lot of things like I would just get up late and just quickly do my own nitnam kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have Rishnan, and then it was quite nice in terms of it being a collective. So the Maryadda, the rules, if you like, were that everyone had to be in the Darbar side for the nitnam Mardas, whether you did it as Sangat or whether you did it on your own. And then Deg was given out. And then we'd go go meet Babaji, Baba Baldev Singh, who was the custodian of that of that Gurdwara, if you like, and is still around today and is helping a lot of things with Asantia and has amazing seva. And we go and balafa there to them. And then we'd go and have uh, some jal or some jal, some uh, khalsa tea, whatever, whatever there was. You know? And then that would take us to about six o'clock. We'd have about 10, 15 minutes to chill. You'd be told what seva you're doing for the day. I got quite lucky. 
and you should they were starting to say what to do I could just jump in wherever so it's quite nice did you get like the nri room as well i did you know i got yeah. the nri <laughs> room i got the nri room so it's, uh, i looked after i looked yeah. after it's luxury in that sense yeah. and then after we'd have our first santa lesson so it's quite cool in the gurdwara you'd have the parkarma which is the marble bit outside the actual gurdwara complex bit the inside building so everyone would sit around in groups of 3 or 4 and sit with their ustad and they do their santa for the day check it and then you just do a bit us or you keep practicing that throughout the day so 6:00 we'd have a lesson for an hour or two then we'd have breakfast langar pani then we'd have a bit of rest and then we'd have our second lesson around 10 a.m. for about an hour or so checking what you've done earlier and then potentially moving on as well and then after that you'd have seva in between so i just jump in with like loads of random things um like bartana di seva or langar di seva or just just chilling or whatever right So it's quite nice. And then because it's so hot in the day, you just relax or so you have like a nap or you do some water baths or you'd go like to share to get some things or whatever, right? You go on a bit of a shopping trip. Things loved it, man. They always took me made me as an excuse. Like when they used to watch either. So they just get a bit of shruti and just go out and we'd get like soap and spend three hours finding soap and get some milkshakes. <laughs> so it's good. And then we'd have one more lesson about two o'clock, three o'clock. And then you'd relax, have a ishnan again, have a bath because everyone's really sweaty and you might have been to the toilet or whatever. and then raras raras ardas langar and then bed and repeat mm-hmm. so it's quite intense and i think my initial plan was to stay out for a year but the mind is is very powerful in that sense and you just think uh, i've been here long enough or i want to go home now and i think when wall street in the midst of it with a lot of things that are going to serve you well for your future you don't appreciate how much it's actually doing for you and how many seeds it's actually planting then when i got back probably within 6 months i realized man i wish i stayed a year i should have took another year out mm-hmm. but that's the dilemma i guess right so mm-hmm. would you recommend it to anybody because we get a lot of messages from people saying that i want to go and learn more about sikhi i want to go to india so you actually somebody that's born and bred in the uk and has gone out to india so would you recommend that to other people as well then yeah 100% i know the sangat video as well there was a few people commenting on that yeah so it is it can be quite hard to connect with people that can help you organize these things i would say if you're not learning santhya get in touch with a star the teacher i know there's the likes of nahang santhya who are perfect for that and they most likely like vardesh uh, taji jitender singh you know i've stayed for four months they stayed for four years right yeah so the limit the 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 potential is endless in that sense mm. so definitely get in touch through someone who's been there and if you can 100% because what you'll find and what you'll learn there and what you'll nurture there are the ways of living you know how to wash a kashara properly um you know all these little niche things these quirky things mm. trying to think of a few other ones um yeah just you know i remember one thing that what a gurusik told me one saying told me is that when you do your kanga make sure you put a jadar on the bed like a little jadar a little kapda a little cloth so that you can see your gears so yeah. it doesn't get lost so these little things you, you can't find in a book right yeah. you learn from the experience mm-hmm. and it's a kind of quality or any bunny Yeah, how to live, uh, how to how to exist within those spaces, mm. and things that help you in your daily life. Anji, so you taught us a lot about you know yourself coming into Sikhi, going to India, going through the base of Sikhi school, and then start doing talks. Uh, so where you at today? Then what's different? Because today we're talking about Godore, and uh, you spoke to us about covering this topic. So what are you doing right now then that is different to that stuff, or on top of that stuff as well? So by day I'm a math teacher. Okay. Uh, and then we're very lucky to be involved at a local gurdwara. Mm. So I'm part of the committee there. Oh, committee. <laughs> Before Bandega start getting worried. <laughs> so 
in terms of my involvement there, I guess I've just coined my own title. No one really asked, so I just said, I'll just put this on there. So I guess I'm the education lead or whatever that is. Okay. In essence, we have a Punjabi school, a Sikhi class, and we also teach Santhya to people from all backgrounds and all ages as well. So that's what we're involved in at Gordura. And then we also have Seva with basics in whatever shape or form that might be, which is, which is always uh, really cool to do. And we get called to amazing places and to meet some wicked people. So that's that, you know, that keeps us going. And then we also get involved locally with Gurmat camps and other initiatives mm. um, in that sense. Yeah, there's quite a lot on, but it's, it's good stuff. So what was your experience like being a part of a Gurdwara committee then? Yeah, so I, I guess there's quite a lot in, um, in Gurdwara and just how, I guess before the, the committee bit, just the context of how kind of weaved my way in, I guess. Yeah. And it wasn't really intentional at all. I think initially there was a, the local Gurdwara there was a Punjabi school starting and I thought, oh, that's cool. Like there's a Punjabi school. And then at that point, uh, another Gordwara and Semedic, as part of university, we were doing a homework club to help mm. kids as part of the Sikh society. And what we used to do was for 15 minutes at the beginning, we'd do an assembly on Sikhi, just something random, right? Just to give the kids a bit of Sikhi and then help them with their homework or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was quite a cool idea and the kids really enjoyed it. And because we were, you know, quite young in that sense, we were relatable. So I thought, let's try and emulate that at the Godwara. And it just started off with the Punjabi school kids. Because our parents, when they hear Punjabi school, they love it. They think, oh, but you know, Pijna. Mm. And that's the kind of selling the brand that sells, right? Punjabi school. Yeah. So I didn't really tell anyone, but as I said to the Punjabi school teachers, that I'm going to take them for 15 minutes after, if it's okay with you, and just do a quick assembly about Sikhi. And that started and the kids really enjoyed it. And slowly it grew. And then we started doing half an hour. And then we turned it into a Sikhi class which it currently stands as now. So it's like an hour of Punjabi school, then there's an hour of Sikhi class. And that was really good. The parents really got involved. And I think being a teacher as well, you see the impact that getting parents involved has. One in terms of them supporting their children, but also getting them involved as a family, which strengthens everything in that sense. Definitely. So it took about a year or two and then the official Sikhi class started. And yeah, we just really, we just try to make it fun. We just try to give the kids love and show them that, the Gordura isn't the, the standard things you expect on a Sunday, right? Yeah. There's way more to Sikhi. And, you know, we did things like Nerf guns, we did role plays, we, we did trips, just whatever was cool and however we could weave Sikhi into it, mm. we just did it. That's so in terms cool. of the, the committee, what happened was the committee at the current Gordura, the trustees in essence, and I'll talk about like different structures of, of Gordura in a very simple, simple sense. They were, for one reason or another, they were getting rid of the current committee and the new committee, uh, I knew one, I knew the president and he asked me if I wanted to be involved and I was like, Charlie, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Right. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I thought the scope within the Gordadara would expand because we're already doing stuff. Yeah. At that point, we'd started doing like Amrit Villa programs, uh, like once a month on a Wednesday. So I thought this would be quite cool. And I knew the Guyanese and stuff. So then we got in with the Gordura committee and then, yeah, just carried on that seva really. And there's obviously a lot of ups and downs, a lot of interesting points and a lot of learning points from the experience. Mm. And that's really interesting, Faji, because a lot of youth nowadays, they when they see think of Gordura committees, they think of that, that's just like old people. There's a lot of uh, polit dirty politics and stuff. So they just tend to ignore it or they tend to like be like, I don't want to get involved. So what what made you then decide that I'm, I'm going to take a step, get a step in and actually make a difference? <clears throat> yeah, so I think... Because we already had a slight foot in the Gurdwara and we were seeing the impact it was having on the kids. And also as a Bahana, it was a reason for the parents to come. 
So the parents would do like longer seva whilst the kids were in the class. And we saw this very small community starting to be built. And I guess one of the main reasons was also one of my friends joined as well. So we did it together, which also really helps. So anyone that's thinking about any venture, whether it's a Gurdwara or any other seva, if you can do it with friends, it's always better, right? Mm. So we did it together and we kind of give each other, gave each other the nod. And I think we were watching a lot of Jagarad Singh then. And I think Tira Pantavasi was going at that point, mm. which was a movement to try and get into a Gurdwara in London. And we thought, oh, this, you know, we've been hearing about this. We've been, we've been screaming about this. Now is our actual chance. Let's just do it and see what happens. So that's how, that was the inspiration really. Uh, we didn't really know what it would entail. Uh, and we just kind of got stuck in and, and see, thought we'd see what would happen. So can you break it down for us then? So if somebody's thinking, what is a Godala committee? What makes up a committee? What are the different departments and stuff like that? Yeah, so it really depends on the Godala and the structure they have in place. So in essence, every Godala will have trustees who these are the people that actually own the land. Most likely 50, 60 years ago, whenever the Godala was built, they took the mortgages upon their own heads. Um, therefore, the deeds are in their names and they... If anything goes wrong, it's all on them and it all comes back to them, right? Mm. Um, so they're in charge of making sure the Gurdwara is functioning and they normally elect or choose uh, a committee to do that for them. Okay. And if anything needs to get reported back to them, like any, if they want to do an extension, they need to sign it off. They have control of the bank or that kind of stuff, right? So then you have your trustees, then you have your committee, which is elected in a few ways. Mm. So sometimes you have elections. Yeah, and I'm sure like there's been, always been a role and stuff about elections. Yeah. So the Sangat, and it's quite a weird term because who who is allowed to vote for these people, right? Yeah. Quite often you have to make memberships and it's quite a messy system mm. where memberships, you know, you know, you can only get a membership if you know another member and it, there's loads of lif- different little nooks and crannies regarding it, but whatever, there's a, there's a voting system uh, that's governed in some way, shape or form. So that's one way. Um, the other way is the Sangat can elect someone in a Gurdwara. So if there's a position that isn't being filled, local Sangat, and I know this is happening in quite a few Gurdwari, just say that we want you to run this. Um, or as in our case, the trustees realized that there need to be a change. So they got the other ones out legally and just got us in, mm. which was, uh, yeah, they didn't leave very easy. <laughs> so it was quite an interesting experience. Yeah. You know, just that point earlier about the trustees and you're saying that they took out mortgages. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like quite a big thing. So I know you distressed this in the past because a lot of the time, even when you first mention committee, it's like this negative connotation with it, right? But when you hear stuff like that, it kind of gives a different perspective uh, when it comes to people that are take upon this duty of running a guru card or setting one up. It sounds like a lot of sacrifice as well, right? Yeah, huge. And I think it's a good chance to talk about the Siane or the elderly hmm. that are mainly involved in committees, right? And the bad connotations that we associate with them quite often we think you know these old people are just holding on to positions and it's just about power Angie. and i'm not gonna lie quite you know in some cases it is mm. but there's a massive context behind it so if you go back to when like my dad came or my my, my grandparents came first generation Sikhs came in settled were working ridiculous hours living 10 15 in a house mm. and then decided as well as surviving and taking all the abuse and every, trying to live, we're going to establish Gordore, right? Which is a phenomenal thing and something we should applaud in every sense. Mm. They took, they came together, took a mortgage on. And it, it's fair to say a lot of them didn't know much about Sikhi, but they had a lot of sharda, they had a lot of faith. And they realized that the community, the Sangat need a hub. 
So they did it. They did what they could in essence, and mm. they did something that I couldn't do, right? Or none of us could have do. Take a second mortgage on, yeah, for a gordara that had no guarantee of running successfully in that sense, from a monetary sense. Mm. So they would, you know, work ridiculous hours and then go and work on the gordara. And slowly, these gordara started forming. You know, in the main hubs, you had Shepherd's Bush being the first, then you had the likes of like a few in Birmingham, um, and then Southall, slowly, slowly. So that's how they were brought up. And a lot of those uh, elderly um, members in the committee or trustees are still around. So I think quite often we just see them as these people that don't want to let go. Mm. But if you think about it from their angle, and it is really important to understand this from their angle, they've put their blood, sweat and tears into that Gorodora and they have a lot of baggage with it. And when they see people like us, you know, wearing three foot karpana and jolly and coming in, <laughs> like bopsing around, right? Yeah. Saying, ah, hona jaida, ah, hona jaida. Like, oh, this marayada is not correct. Yeah. They're thinking, who's this, who's this waste man, right? Mm. Like, who are you? Yeah. And rightly so, to a certain extent, mm. what we might be saying could be true, but it's really important how we say these things. Mm. And also remembering what these people have put on the line. Not to say that we should let things happen in a Gordara. We are accountable as, as sick to the punt. But w when I was training to become a teacher, the, the trainer said one really interesting thing to me and it stuck with me throughout teaching and, and also seek spaces. She said that if you're ever gonna tell a child off, you should always have something in the bank. So what she meant was that there should be a relationship with that child where there's also been a lot of praise and a lot of good moments, positive moments. So that if you have to tell that child off, imagine, child X has been late five times in a row, but they did an amazing piece of homework two weeks ago and you've told them about it and you've emailed home. Then when you tell that kid off or you rinse that kid, they realize that Mr. Singh is doing it out of love and he yeah. cares for me. Whereas if I'd never spoken to that kid before my life or I'd never had a, a real conversation with them or I'd showed an interest or some care and I've just told that child off, they're gonna think, why is he picking on me? And he'll probably retaliate. Mm. It's the same thing with Godara committees. If you go in without a bank, of, of experiences or a relationship with them, mm. then, you know, quite often you're going to be hit with a, with a stone wall. Mm. But if there's a relationship with the committees, you understand them, you, you know, you know them a little bit and you show genuine interest and you've helped them out in the past, then they're more likely to understand and be empathetic and also respect you for it as well. So that when, a, when you have a recommendation, they'll take it on because they know you're invested in the Gordara. And I think that's the bridge that over the next five years, people our age really need to make because otherwise, and rightly so, they'd be like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you to tell us? We've been running it. We've been paying the mortgage. Mm. We've been counting the Gorlok. We've been employing people. Yeah. You know, we come here and make the prashad day in the morning. Mm. Although they might not know a lot about Sikhi, yeah. whether we like to admit it or not, they make Gordari run. Hanji. Mm. And when you talk about the whole bank idea as well, of having something in, like in, in the bank, that could also mean like seva as well, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's like a different perspective of yourself actually now being in the Guru card. Because a lot of us, when we go to the Godara side, uh, we might just go on the Sunday, we'll go Mathatik, listen to some Kirtan or Katha, yeah. uh, and then we'll have some Langar. Might do a bit of seva, and then we go home. Yeah. And that's our relationship, uh, how we associate with the Godara side. But now you're within the Guru card, you're doing seva, you're seeing it from different levels. So what is different then from the arm sick, the general sick, that's going to the Godara side and just, you know, getting involved. What, what do you see that's different now since you got involved in the seva of being in the committee or just being there more often now? What is the difference? I, I know you're saying there's langaris. Yep. Uh, what is a langari, for example, you know, and all these different types of seva, et cetera, right? I think being involved more, 
you start to appreciate all the different components of a gurdwara mm. and what people do behind the scenes. So even the Granthis, the people that read Guru Granth Sahib Ji, do Guru Granth Sahib Ji Seva, um, the effort they put in and you know how much how much time they invest as well. Um, and quite often how they're treated can be treated in quite quite negative ways sometimes by the committees and even by Sangat. It's quite sad to see. But I think you start appreciating you start seeing familiar faces, you realize who are the bibia and who are the who are the uncles coming in the morning to make prashad there, who's making the dig, who washes the jadra, who does the hoover, who wipes the sinks, who wow. cleans the toilets. Because mm. if you come on a Sunday, I guess rightfully so, you come and have darshan and that's great, right? If you yeah. can't come throughout the week, definitely at least come on a Sunday. Yeah. But taking it that step further, you kind of, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but you use the god and you leave, right? Yeah. I guess... Being in the midst of it, you see all these components and you really appreciate it a lot more. And I say, because I've been lucky enough to get in the God, involved in the Godwara more, I feel as if something's my dhrimibari, something's mm. my responsibility. So if a bin needs emptying, I'll just empty it. And you see these people as well that will just take things upon themselves. Yeah. And it might be the smallest thing where, you know, you put the shoes and you, you tidy them up. Or there's a few pandey that need washing, or the langri has five programs, sukni sabs on a Saturday, and there's two patilya that need washing, and you just chip in, right? I think those little things, imagine every member of the Sangat did one small thing of seva. You would never need a cleanup day. Mm. And it literally is, it's micro. If everyone does a tiny bit, not one person has to do a huge amount, and everyone chips in. And I think that mindset is really important um, because it, it, the onus shouldn't be on a few people. Obviously, they're very blessed with the seva that they have. But I think those are the insights you start to see. And mm. as you start building relationships, you realize that grantees, langris, they're people. Yeah. They have families at home. They're struggling. Um, you know, they want to get their kids through education. They're just normal people, right? Trying to, trying to make a living mm. and trying to do seva at the same time. Mm. And I think that really brings you down to their level. And I think just accepting them as human beings and mm. uh, not just having a transaction with them and, and getting getting lost. Anji. I think that's really important and they really value it. It's quite sad because they value it even more because most people don't offer them that. So mm. what should be a normality when you start to think, like, you know, weekend kiddariya, when you actually, oh my God, this guy's actually talking. He's not asking me about Godara booking. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually mm. asking Mahal Chal. Mm. Like, I remember Langri that came from India. I said, look, uh, do you need like bedding or anything? Like, can I get you a tracksuit or anything, right? Mm. And he's just like, it shocked him. Like, oh, yeah. someone's asking, asking if I need anything. Mm. Small things go, wow. go a huge way, I think, uh, in terms of building those relationships. I really like the way that you, you're saying that we should treat a Gudara Sahib as our home. Mm. So it's that mindset change, right? Yeah. That when we go to the Gudara, we're not just going there just to have Langar or going there just for a program and then we're just going to talk with our mates and go. It's actually treating it as a place where we want to spend our time with our family, with our friends, encouraging them to do Seva together. And I like what you said about doing small things, but often. Yeah. So doing that micro actions will obviously build up and eventually accumulate, right? Yeah, and I think there's, there's there's so many things. I guess you guys can probably vouch when you had our counterparts and stuff and Sukhmi Sabs when you were growing up. I don't know how it was with you guys, but all of my cousins, like we wouldn't stay the night at the Gordora and do all the seva. I'm not sure if that's what you guys used to do. I know a lot of families uh, in mm. Birmingham anyways, we would like have a camera in the Gordora, we'd stay the night, it'd be so fun. And then all of us would be like shelling, gatte, uh, gatte, 
and we'd be making the dal sabji. Wow. And the tr- transition from where we used to be to now, where it's like langar is made, someone's going to sort the dishes out, mm. like go in for the pork and then take some pictures with a nice bloom backdrop, right? Mm-hmm. How that's changed, it's quite worrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you lose a lot of the aspect. It's like an event. It's very yeah. commercialized now. It's, it's, it's so mm-hmm. commercialized. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I saw last week actually this, this family and they were like random teenagers making ja. I was like, oh, it's so nice to see. And I even went up to them and said, you know what, thank you because it's so refreshing because you hardly see this now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, the onerous is on us when we have an account part. Mm. Don't just pay for the bar to be read. Sit in the darbar sahib, do jawar sahib, wash the jadra, you know, um, do some roll if you can as well. Do some part, read some part, you know, give the gurdara mop, whatever it might be. Make the most of it. Well, I feel like that's also on the side, there's responsibility in the committee to have that welcoming uh, like spirit. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of times seva are like, oh, that's my seva. I'm <laughs> not going to give up that, isn't it? If you're lucky to be at a gurdwara where people are fighting over seva, yeah. you, you'll probably find that, right? Like Smedic gurdwara or even Sahur gurdwara, probably South Hall for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, the committee has a huge role. And I think what's happened as a result of these Siani, these elderly Gursiks that have just come, didn't really know the skills that we may have in terms of communication or even organizing that have just survived and built the gurdwara. They probably don't have the infrastructure of the systems in place where they, you know, how many committees do we know that actually welcome a family in and tell them what seva is available? You know, things that are quite simple to do. And it's not their fault either. It's just they're not trained in that sense. Mm. So I think they've done such a huge thing. These are things that growing up in a Western world in terms of if you do any other charitable, charitable event, if you go to a charity, someone's going to welcome you. Someone's going to send you a newsletter. Someone's going to show you a prospectus. Mm. There's no reason why we can't be doing the same things. Mm. And what I've seen is all people need is a bit of love. Like, and you guys can try this and anyone listening, especially if you look like us and you're Amritari. If you see a random person of Sangat Gordora, just take out the time if you're putting your shoes on to say, hi, buddy, how's it going? And they'll be like, oh my God, this guy's speaking to me. <laughs> what have I done? Or is he there? Like, and someone will be like, Babaji, yeah, you're okay. I'm like, no, I'm not Babaji. I'm just seeing how you are, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, how's your day been? Like, do you come to the Gordara often? Mm-hmm. And you hear some interesting stories. Mm-hmm. And I met with this one accountant randomly and he's like, you know, what? I'd love to help out with the Gordara accounts. Mm-hmm. And that was just from a, a smile, seeing how he's doing, seeing what his relationship with the Gordara is. Uh, obviously, don't go with a target that I need to recruit this person <laughs> or we lord yeah? But just making people feel welcome, a smile goes a long way in every in every part of life. And they'll think, you mm. know what? Last time I went, I met that guy in the shoes. He was really nice. Mm. I'm going to go to the Gordara again. Or I'm going to go Matatik. I remember when I used to go to work, I used to see this old friend from school and we would meet every morning and just have like a 10 minute catch up. Mm. It was so nice. Um, so yeah, I think little things like that go a huge way. And imagine every youth, or every, imagine if there were 15 people in every Gordwara that responded to new people like that. Mm. That would be huge, right? But it's not a lot to ask every time you go to the Gordwara. Just mm. interact with someone on a level, see if they're okay, um, get them involved if you're doing something. Mm. And those little micro, uh, those small things go a huge way. So that was kind of the topic of today's podcast, right? About how do we get involved in Gordwara and stuff. And you just gave one example there that actually, if you're already involved in the Godola side, then maybe smile, part of that smile, speak to somebody else, make them feel welcome. But if somebody's listening to this right now and they're thinking that I want to get involved in my local Guru God, 
but they're struggling because they may feel nervous or you know, there's like a barrier there, maybe a language barrier as well, because yeah. a lot of the generation today uh, cannot speak Punjabi and interact with people at the Guru Gad who only speak Punjabi or understand Punjabi. So what do you say to somebody right now who's sitting at home that's thinking that I really want to do Seva, I want to go to the Goddara Sahib, but I don't know where to start? I would say start anywhere. Mm. Like for me, it just started with 10 minutes of a PowerPoint and now like Guru Kirpa, I'm in the committee. And I think there's a, Jagraj Singh actually talked about this a lot, it's your sphere of influence. Mm. So imagine there's two circles. One's the, 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 the central circle, and one's the bigger one outside of it. The central one reflects how much of an influence you have. So it might be quite a small space. And that's what you, where you might be initially. Mm. And then what you want to influence, I want to revolutionize the Gurdwara. I want to, I want to sort Punjab out, whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's a massive circle. Mm. But what you find is as you navigate that space of your small circle and you start doing things, as you meet new people, as you learn new things, as you interact with different experiences, your circle of influence grows. Mm. And that's exactly what happened with me and a lot of other people that you know I'm lucky to do Sangat with. And slowly, slowly, you can start having an influence on further things, things that you never thought would be in your reach. Yeah. When your circle's small, and you're looking outwards, it's mm. very hard to see how that journey will will will, will pan out. Mm. And above all, Guru Sahib is Guru Sahib's Kirpa. Wherever, wherever they want to put you, they will put you. Yeah. You just have to make an effort. And I think that's really important and sometimes quite hard because you might have a plan, but then you might be put in a situation that you didn't really want to be in. Mm -hmm -hmm. But then there's a seva for you to do as well. 100%. So I think if you want to do it out of say, Guru Sahib, please bless me with some seva and put me wherever you want me to be. Mm. And just bless me so that I can I can do it to the best of my ability, and something will come about. Like, for example, I'll give you one of my experiences with God. So, the classes were going well. And this was on my gap year, and there was keeping it simple. There was a group uh, that used to kirtan, um, and there was a bit of a bit of panga around them. Some people disagreed with them. Some people agreed with them. And as a com uh, we were in a committee meeting and someone rang up saying, oh, we'd like to, we'd like to book these, this group. And regardless of what the views on the group were, we knew that there was going to be a safeguarding issue as in the sense that if this group were booked, people would have protested. Yeah. So we didn't even get into, do we believe this group to be controversial or not? That, forget that. Mm -hmm. We just thought we know because of the atmosphere, if they come to the Gurdwara, there's going to be a kickoff. So we all agreed that we're not going to book them. Not happy days, got home. Next day, I've got about 20 people ringing me. On the poster, it says the Gordora's name. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what? we just all agreed this. Yeah. I know what's going on. Mm. So I went back and had this conversation with uh, one or two of the committee members. It's like, I thought we agreed this, right? Mm. And then it turned into a massive argument, like a full blown argument with shouting at each other. Even I was shouting at each other. And it was really bad. I even said to one of them, if you can't do the job properly, leave and I'll take your position in the committee. Mm. And, I, and you can imagine, like, a 60-year-old uncle hearing that from a 22-year-old kid who's barely got a daughter, right? He's yeah. thinking, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> so it got very, very toxic. And I remember because I went in with that mindset and it was obviously their fault as well. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not denying that. But there was no conversation and I got so stressed out. It affected my mental health. Mm. Uh, I isolated myself for like a week because all I was thinking about was that thing. And although it's probably quite a minor thing, it did get quite messy in the Gordora. So mm. it's one instance of Gordora politics, right? Even yeah. to the point where there were private security hired to no. make sure there wasn't a kickoff, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they were going to be in civilian clothes. So it got crazy. And I had people from other Sangats 
messaging me saying this is your fault you need to sort this out and mm. no one really cares if someone thinks you're in the committee they think mm. you have autonomy so, over everyone right yeah, you can yeah, do whatever yeah. you want mm. they don't realize that i'm trying my best here no one mm. cares about that mm. and that's something that we should realize when we're dealing with committee members mm. especially people that are trying their best mm. just relax a little you <laughs> know because it's not nice being on the other side mm. taking a step forward i remember speaking to bajit singh about this and i just mentioned it to him casually and we went to go meet um a, a gursik that we we all know and uh, i was just quiet and he's like come let's go meet this gursik hazar safe let's go and he dropped it in front of the gursik i said oh, man what are you what are you telling him for so i said i'm going to leave the committee i'm going to hand my resignation in i can't handle this anymore it is too much and he told this gursik and the gursik looked at me he's like nahi shadnani He's like committee did I not duck it? I was like, oh man, I'm I'm stuck in it now. Mm. And with a good stick like that, if they give you a button, you man it, right? You accept yeah. it. So I thought, oh, I'm I'm stuffed either way. If I leave, mm. then I'm gonna go against this good stick button. Yeah. If I stay, then I'm, my head's gonna keep hurting. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll I gotta stay now. I'll see what happens. Within two or three days, I don't know what happened, but the whole situation sorted itself out. The group cancelled themselves. And I don't know what happened. I don't know who had a chat with them. I don't know how it happened, but I do honestly feel that that was one way in which I was given a sign to say stick it out. Mm. And it was also a test for me as well in that sense, which obviously failed because I was <laughs> I was about to give it all in. Mm. But in the midst of it, it's very hard, especially when those choppy times come. But after that, like if I reflect now, if I wasn't in the committee, the things that we would have been able to do would have been out of reach. Mm-hmm. The evolution of the gurmat classes you know we have regular basics programs there santia classes how much freedom we have to do our own parts or you know youth led things access to godora funds um sponsorships uh, resources you only realize after you've come out of it mm. and i think for anyone that does go through a hard time in a godora committee um, there is a limit i do i do agree that if it's really affecting your mental health and it's a very toxic environment then you might need to step back at some point but don't just throw the towel in because it's getting a little bit hard right hanji i think that's a really important point you mentioned as well about um the current committees there's always a lot of politics between them and people don't realize that there's a lot of fragmentation between the committees mm-hmm. so most of the time you you are going to have like a split in the committee and people are going to be blaming each other and we we need to maybe kind of cut some slack for certain individuals who who are trying their best and we shouldn't have that such high expectations maybe because they they they're trying the best in the situation that they're in so i guess the we should make the make the best out of the situation right yeah and i think it's weird because after that experience it's been amazing like even the people i was arguing with were on great terms now and i think i i apologized for what i said i knew i shouldn't have said that um as samahanda like that wasn't the time for me to start shouting and i think I did go back a week later and say this is why I was frustrated but when I apologized I didn't apologize saying I'm sorry for calling this but you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a there's a tariqa there's a way of saying things um and that needs to be genuine as well that I was genuinely sorry for saying this because I know how much time you put into the gurdwara I was just angry and then I I came to that point a week later and then he kind of understood as well. So I think you need to treat people how you like to be treated and I think mm-hmm. as the youth you will need to you only need to take more than you probably give quite often and that's just the dynamics and you know what we could probably owe it to the elders because of the stuff they've given up anyways mm. um i think 
And what was your question again, Zuri? Uh, mine was just, more I was making common. a point. Oh, oh about the, the, the politics, right? But if you want to touch more on, upon like the whole, because it's like a westernized yeah, yeah. system of this committee system. Yeah. And like I, a couple of years ago, I actually worked in the um, uh, membership making process <laughs> at my local Goddara. And I actually saw, things you got. <laughs> I, I can give you a bit of inside scoop. It, I saw like all the dirty ways that people like were abusing the system. Yeah, yeah. So we think like a democratic system is the best way to run things, but often that's not the case. Yeah. Can you give us some of the dirt then? I'll, I'll give you an example. So, <laughs> so for example, people would, so you have area-based membership, right? Mm. So it's limited in an area, but what people would do is they would bring some of the people who, who are their supporters and they would say, buy a lifetime membership and then you change your address in it, you're moving away. So they'd have people coming in, they would pay for their membership, lifetime membership, then they've got, <laughs> they've got like definite votes coming in for their party. So there's always like loopholes and tricks people used to use. So in your opinion, then what, what, what can we do about these systems? You South of they kill it, man. So one thing I will say first of all, just going back, I remember what I was going to say now is the politics of it. So uh, as I mentioned, I'm, quite in, I'm in quite a good situation now. I'm lucky enough to keep everything at arm's length. And you have to really pick your battles because it can become quite a lot of bad, a lot of weight on your shoulders. So I realized some things like, for example, the dig being handed out with a jumpja after COVID, right? Uh, I, I tried saying, look, just wash your hands. Like, you know, just give it out with your hands. But then I thought, am I really going to kill myself over this? Okay, it's not, it's not ideal. But one example of, you know, am I going to go to war with someone about dig being given out with a jumpja, which needs to be addressed, but... What what's the priority in that sense? Mm. So I think it's important to address what's important and what's the priority initially, um, but also only get involved where you need to. And that will be different for everyone, depending on the committee, depending on the situation. So now we've got an extension going on. I'll help out. So I'm trying to source now electricians. Um, so if anyone is a good electrician, <laughs> comment your deal. Um, <laughs> but then other than that, I'll just stri I'll strictly keep it to helping out on the Darbar side, um, attending Gordar meetings, writing letters of recommendations, helping the elders with the emails or whatever it is, uh, and Asiki classes. Other than that, the bills, the pays for the Gyanis, I, I don't really get involved too much. And I think you have to pick your battles. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I would say. In terms of what an ideal situation would look like, uh, obviously Guru Sahib has set up a system of Panjabiyari. So five recognized Gursiks that in essence, are of a very high level. And when I think of Panjabiyari, I think of five people that could administer Amrit. Hmm. So people that have got Gurbani Kant, uh, well-versed in Itihas. In an ideal situation, you'd have those five people calling the shots um, and having equal equity in that sense. But as we realized, that's not how the Goddari was set up. And even um, in the 1920s, when the British were involved and handed things back over to, to the English, to the Punjabi, sorry, a lot of the SGPC and the, the committee in that sense was the seed was planted for that in Punjab as well, right? And that sprouted out wherever we went. Mm. So sorry, just on that, what was the system before the whole British intervened? So from my understanding, there was a Jatidar of a Gurdwara, for example, Akal Takht, mm. and then you have Singh Sahibs. So the Jatidar is the overarching leader, if you want, in simple terms. And he would be elected by the Sangat or by esteemed Gursiks. And there is a, a conversation to be had about who should be allowed to have an input. And I think we need to iron this out and it's, it's not an easy fix because quite frankly, you're 
your sick that comes every Sunday, matatics and leaves, shouldn't really be having an input. Mm. If someone's not qualified, and this is a hard truth a lot of people don't like to swallow, mm. because quite often everyone thinks they're valid to an opinion. Mm. For me, if you're not practicing to a certain level, then mm. you're not valid to an opinion. Mm. Even though you might attend the Gurdara, that's fair enough. If you're not practicing and you don't understand Sikhi to a certain level or you're involved to a certain level, then quite frankly, what you say is irrelevant. Yep. And a lot of people won't like to hear that, but it's the truth. The problem we have is how do you categorize someone that can have a say and someone that can't have a say? Mm. For example, you could have an Umratari that comes once, you know, once a week and knows loads about Sikhi. But then you could have someone who is not Umratari, but does two hours seva at the day at the, uh, the Gurdara. Yeah. I'd say the person that does seva probably has more of a vote than the Umratari, right? Mm. So it's very hard. And then there's not a system for deciphering who that, who that is. No. Quite often, as you said, it gets down to buying votes or who has the most henchmen. Mm. So that's really murky waters at the moment. I don't have an ideal situation. One quick fix would be when the Sangat invests in the Gordara and when the Sangat starts holding people accountable. So if you've got regular Sangat that are Gordara that are seeing things happening and are involved, they might not be the committee, but if something's going wrong and they're there enough to see it, you can call someone out for it. Or if you have improvements or suggestions, you can make those suggestions. Mm -hmm. And that might even evolve as a collective Sangat to say, we want this person getting involved more. And traditionally, leaders would never step to the front. Mm -hmm. They would be pushed to the front. And one that comes to mind is Nawab Kapoor Singh in 1733 when Zakaria Khan wanted a, a ceasefire. They gave Nawabi to the Pant. And Pan Singh, um, including Baba Deep Singh Ji, I believe, and some other great Gurusikhs chose Nawab Kapoor Singh because he was one of the most amazing Gurusikhs at the time. So his seva was Gori, Ali seva. He would literally pick up the manure of, of Gori. And he said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm happy with my seva. And they recognized him for his traits in Sikhi and his, his purity in that sense. Mm. And only after Ban Singh, five Singhs gave him an order, command a hukam, then he said it, that I'll, I'll take it upon. And if you think about what he started and paved, he nurtured Jassar Singh, the Aluwalia, that led to the formation of the missiles. In essence, that was the foundation stone for Maharaja Ranjit Singh Raj, mm. which, you know, was, is huge. That mm. was, that was, that was a Khalsa Raj, if you like. Mm. And that all stemmed from someone not wanting to be in a position of authority. Mm. <laughs> you know? Even Sanjanel Singh Ji, uh, a lot of Gurusikhs didn't want to be in the forefront. They, they were pushed, but they had enough Gamayale respected Gurusikhs around them to mm. know who to push to the front. That's the hard bit. <laughs> mm. I guess the whole like five go to six or having like a jatada, like a leader is at the ideal situation, right? Yeah. Um, I guess kind of like with your example and examples that we see of other committee members, um, it's kind of like if you're sitting there on the sideline and it's something that you're not happy with, then kind of get involved yourself and make the difference. Yeah. So though you may not agree with the system, um, two wrongs don't make a right. No. So it's kind of like, you know, actually I need to get involved in, I need to make a difference. Where can I make a difference in the Guru card? Where can I do seva? So a lot of times people actually join committees knowing that they don't agree with like 99% or maybe like 80%, but at least they can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I know for us with our own personal experiences, like, you know, doing seva, basis of Sikhi and doing talks in Guru cards, it's those people that get us in. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? So like, you know, like you said earlier, there's a split in the committee, right? You'll have, you know, the 20% that you agree with and the 80% which you don't, 
And those who represent the 20%, we get blasted for the 80% of what the 80% are doing wrong, right? Yeah. But we need those 20%. We, we need do. that person to get us in because otherwise we won't get our bookings. Yeah. Because they're just going to Punjabi, Qatar, uh, and they're not going to want all these other kind of programs that we want, right? So I think it's just giving that perspective and the idea and actually why it's so important that people do get involved in committees. And we talked about this before the podcast as well, that, you know, a lot of times people, when it comes to committees, including myself, I've been vocal about this in the past, that I don't want to get involved in politics. That's just a personal decision. But then for someone like me then, or for, you know, just people out there that are against it, uh, what would you say to them then? What is the, from your angle, because you said that you're kind of none the wiser at the start, right? When it came to this stuff, but you know, how do we expect to get changed then if we don't get involved? So that's kind of, I'm asking you to maybe some jar to me as well and other people with this kind of stuff. Or do you think it's okay that some people don't get involved and some people do? What's your vichar on that? Quite simply, I think there's a rhetoric or there's an understanding that as, as, as savage as it is, if you like, hmm. at some point, all these old people are going to die. Yeah. And then we're just going to have Kuli Shruti to go into the Gurdwara and just do what we want, right? Mm. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No. Because that would have happened by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and quite frankly, there are people already being introduced to that system. Um, and I think in terms of getting involved, you don't have to be in the committee to get involved. That's really important to understand as well. And there, as I said, there's a tariqa. So for example, if they, you're not happy with something in the Darbar side, Trying to think of a random example. If you're if you're not happy that they don't put tuf on in the Darbar type, rather than complaining about it, just buy some tuf and go every morning and put it on. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And the gyanis or the grantees of a committee, you know, they might they, okay, if someone argues with you about it, that's fine. Um, try your best to have a chat with them. If they're not working, then you know, move on. That was one random example. Or for example, if you're not happy with the way Guru Sahib Seva is done, mm. so I know at Agardura for a long time, the way Sukhasan was done, like Maharaj's Bastard weren't changed every day. They were changed like once every two, three days. Um, so I had a chat with the grantees and then we started doing programs as well. So we'd actually do Prakash of Guru Granth Sahib Ji every Wednesday. And it worked it two, worked two folds because they saw these guys are getting involved. And, you know, if I needed to cover the grantees at all for 20 minutes because you need to go do something, I'll, I'll jump on, right? So one way they thought, you know what, these guys aren't just saying it from the outside. Mm. They want to be a part of this. So let's try and listen to them a little bit more. And they did. Um, but on the other side, if you're involved, they know that I can't get away with it as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, in Gordwari, some people, whether they're paid or not, will try and get away with things, whether that's grantees, langris, committee members. And if... You're just going and matatiking. You're not going to know the ins and outs. Mm. But if you're actually doing Prakash Guru Granth Sahib Ji, you'll see how the sarup is being treated. You're, you know, if you're there for Sukhasin, you'll see and make sure everything's as it should be. Um, so it, it works both ways. Now, you can correct things without telling anyone. You can just go in and correct them to a certain extent. Yeah. Mm. Right? You can't start going in saying, I need a check for £10,000 because I need to do this in the Gurdwara, right? Yeah. That probably won't work. Mm. But small things, like mm. uh, another problem at, the, at a lot of Gurdwara is Lungar is ha- self-serve you know, and someone hasn't washed their hands and then it gets juta and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Get together with a few friends and when it's busy, just start a Lungar, a lungar rota. Mm. No one's going to stop you to go and serve the Lungar, right? Yeah. So mm. it's simple things. And I think mm. when people, actions always speak louder than words. Mm. When the langri sees you helping, when the committee sees, you know what, Nordron on there, they're helping with the langri, they're doing safai. No, this is really good. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the things they're struggling with, right? Yeah. They they don't have, you know, a lot of gurdwaras don't have regular se- sevadas to, mm. to clean things, to do langri bertona. 
So then they come up with these other mechanisms because they just don't have the manpower. Yeah. You know? So if, if the langri is there, for example, if the langri is there in the morning, he makes his dal, prashada, he makes everything, mm. then is he expected to stay there throughout the whole day? Yeah. And just wait till someone comes comes to her longer. Mm. You know, wife he's got stuff to do in the day. Wife he needs to speak to his family. Anji. So then he's got no other option just to leave the longer there. Yeah. And then just let people help themselves, right? Mm. So That's, I think it doesn't always need to be a conversation. Mm. You can actually go and implement the change, and that will lead to a conversation in itself mm. where you can yeah. have more influence. That's great because again, you might just think that okay, it's committee. If I want to make a difference, I go join the committee. But like you're saying, you could just go to the guru card. And get involved at a, let's just say at a different level, not a lower level, just at a different level. And this is what we're speaking about in the car, right? When we talk about the like, you have those that in the committee, they have their seva, then you have those in the bar side. The regular seva, those. Yeah. How do you elaborate on that? I wanted to share an example of like what what you were saying in terms of working with the people that are already there, the sevadars, the, the bazurg and the elderly mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So, like in our local area, we wanted to start a, a monthly amit villa at, at the Gudara. And like get youth involved. Yeah. But then the people that are doing the monthly Amrit Villa slots already, <laughs> they're regulars who've been doing it for 30 years. So why would they just give away the slots like that? They're not going to, are they? <laughs> and especially to youth who are like, you've only started coming like last week. Why should we give you the slot? <laughs> so it, it was, it's really like you have to get involved first. You have to first show up, show up, show your face, right? And then once you're involved and they see you're, you're involved, you're invested, then they'll only give you. So then they've given us one slot a month. And so from that one slot a month will eventually build up and it, but the main thing is we have to do it with Sotakar. You have to have respect. You can't just force your way in and be like but then there's another point as well that if you are getting too old to do a seva you should you should you should be able to let go, right? No, I think like that's a perfect example. If someone's already doing like first of all, a Gordwara that has a a regular Amrit Villa the one is blessed. If you want to start Amritullah Dewan, then just start turning up to theirs. Yeah. You know? Like just show that you're not it's not just your Amritullah Dewan. We just want to do it for the for the pala of the Sangat, right? Mm. That's a perfect example. And they'll say, oh, like, oh Munda Umdaya, Dasmit Kitan Karlo. And then you can say, Oh, you know, we've got actually there's a group of us. Mm. Can we do one one day? And you know, it's then they'll come to yours as well. Yeah. And I think mm. it is very it's very important as well. And I'll go back to Nawab Kapoor Singh, because even though they're only 53. Which is like prime time for committee member, right? That's, that's your <laughs> peak, right? Even though they're only 53, they passed on the Jatidari to Jasa Singh Yaluwalia. So they, even though they were amazing mm-hmm. and they were poor and Gurusik in that sense, they knew it was time to pass on the baton. And Jasa Singh Yaluwalia, I believe, was 33 at the time. So I think, and this is for us as well, because we will be in those positions very soon. We we need to realize we need when the time's right. We need to also give the seva to the 100%. next person, mm. the next generation. And, and and I'll pass it on. Why I think a lot of elderly people have that problem. If you think about their lives, the gurdwara is everything to them. Mm. The gurdwara gives them importance. It gives them meaning. Everyone in life needs a sense of belonging. Yeah. And we're very lucky that we've got many senses of belongings. I've got my work. I've got my friends. I've got my family. I've got the guru karna. Mm. I got sports, I got books, I got podcasts, whatever. We can do so many things with our life. Mm. But the Bazuric, because they came from Punjab, they built these Gurdwari, you know, they have a regular catch up with their friends, with mm. Jar at 10 o'clock every morning. They do a bit of seva, they'll count the Golak, whatever it is. Outside of that experience, they have nothing. A lot of mm. them, 
you know, they don't go and play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't do not, these recreational yeah. things that we will do when we mm-hmm. are we are old. Like kind of, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, the elderly white community do, right? They're loving mm-hmm. life. They won't go to the beach or they won't go to the late district to late district to retire. They don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. So one, even though it might be time, they might not want to let go because that will mean the end for them. But maybe that's also on us to build the infrastructure to support them. Most so, definitely. So like during COVID, during all the lockdowns, you saw the elderly people's mental health deteriorated so much. Yeah. Mm. And you could tell, like I heard so many stories of people who, because they're just locked away at home, elderly people, they have nothing. They have no connection to the outside world. Yeah. So what can we do to support them then? So I think it's really important that, first of all, just, just finishing off that previous point, that it is important to acknowledge that and when we come in as youth, trying trying, trying to threaten that, it's not right for them to hold on to position, but you have to understand that that's all they have. So, you know, throw them a bone in a little bit in that sense. Mm. In terms of providing a, a space, a platform, or supporting them in that sense, I think there's loads of things you can do, organize things for them. I know like a lot of Gordore have done Jadak up with a lot of elderly Bibian, where youth, uh, young Bibian, elderly Bibian come together, have Ja and Mitha, and just talk and you know what there's so much to learn from elderly like i i did work experience um a nursing home in sixth form and i learned so much and a lot mainly gore a lot of white elderly people they were just so happy to see a young person and i think if we start investing in the lives of our elderly one we will benefit so much mm-hmm. like how many of us know what hardships the trustees went through like what, what did it what did a week look like in your life when you're trying to pay two mortgages and send money back home to India. And yeah. it will slap us up a little bit, right? Like we, we complain about all these things mm-hmm. and we're cushy, we got everything going for us. Mm-hmm. These guys slept three, four hours a day and still had a massive smile on their face. There's so much to learn from these people. And also going forward in terms of that transition, we need to start getting involved more. And there's, there's some things that I get worried about, like how many of us know how to make dal for 200 people? Mm. How many of us know how to make prashadde? Or even dig. I don't know how to do a torka. Yeah, dig. Mm. Like, I mean, how many of us know how to make dig? Mm. So if we start supporting in that sense, you know, you could go once a week on a Saturday or a Sunday and ask the langri or the Diyani say, can I help make dig? You know? And then that could be a once a week saver. But then when a camp comes up and we find this with Singh's camp and basics camp, we need someone that can make dig. Yeah, yeah. And we're like trying to fly people over, right? To make dig. Because we've got no one that can make dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with like, Obviously, we're very lucky. We have the matama, the, the mums, mm. the, the bibian gang that we say, come and make all the langar. Yeah. But for a Sings camp, we always get stuff because we can't make anything, right? Now, yeah. I have to say the langar is good at Sings camp. That's good. Um, Shout out to the Seoul house. But yeah, so it's important we start taking uh, these, we start helping the elderly with them. And I think naturally, as we get involved with the seva, as you learn about elderly, so like there's a committee member I know, um, and we're, we're quite well, sometimes he has ill health. I haven't really helped him much, but I'll check in on him. I know where he lives and he knows he can ring me if I ever need him, right? So that's a support network for him. A lot of these committee members, their kids aren't in Sikhi mm. and they've moved away and they're just husband and wife and they're just doing their own thing. So as you invest your time and relationships with them, you'll find things yourself that will keep them occupied. You might go and visit them once a week. Now, when we have kids camps, a lot of the old auntie come and help with the langar mm. and it keeps them involved. So I think as you become friends with these people, you will often find things that they will really appreciate and will support them. 
and maybe it might give them an insight to a life where they can pass on that jumibari. Mm. But I guess you'll only know and start venture finding mm. that out once you venture in that space, right? Mm. Um, so I think just echoing that point it is really important. We start learning these skills. How do we make dal for two, three hundred people? How do we make dig? How do you take a hukam nama? If a sangat member comes to do ardas for their new house, what are you meant to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like little things. Because I'll be like, if I'm in a chola, the god of the last one, like, Baba Ji Ardas, I'm like, man. Yeah. So I've just kind of made it up. And I asked again, mm-hmm. did I say that right? Like, what's that <laughs> meant to do? I'm meant to take a hukam nama. Mm-hmm. Are we meant to take dig? And they'll tell you, like, idakaru, idakaru, huh? mm-hmm. um, so it's quite cool. And then sangat also, when they, they know that they can come to you, and especially for English speaking, if they know that, like, I had someone ring me yesterday. Saying, oh, we bought, a, similar to you guys, we bought a plot of land and we're going to start cultivating it. <laughs> Shout out DGN Farm or whatever it is. Um, he's like, oh, can you do it out of us for us? I was like, yeah, no problem. Mm. Um, but he probably would have had no idea how to approach a Gyanni. Mm. So I think you start becoming um, the intermediary for people that maybe wouldn't have a relationship with the Gordura that now can because you can speak their language. Mm. It kind of goes back to your initial point when I asked you the question about getting it. Involved in a guru card, how are you able to do that? And you said ardas or just turn up, right? Because when you just turn up, even just on personal experience, like the first type of seva I actually did, um, really was just get involved in the stall. Yeah. So we're based on Sikhi. And I actually met you at the stall seva back like six years ago. I remember ago. you should have in West Brom. Yeah. yeah so, that's, so that's like the first thing me and Manamet met was doing both doing stall seva for basics, right? And now yeah. Guru Kirpa, look where we are today with the Guru's grace. Um, but it was. Start from the bottom. Start from, start from the bottom. What's August thoughts here, bro? <laughs> but you get the idea, though, that um, from doing such a, a you could say, a simple seva in that respect, just standing at a stall, uh, speaking to people, giving out leaflets, um, to another thing is that, so when you're doing that kind of seva, you're just surrounding yourself mm. with opportunities. 100%. To grow and to get better, right? And then opportunities present themselves, even like learning Gurbani, how to read part, uh, because you talked earlier about Santya classes, Gurumat classes. These kind of things, then you find people that are more skilled in certain mm. areas, right? And then what eventually happens is that there's that one day when they tell you to do something, mm-hmm. and then you have to do it. Like, for example, many, many years ago, I'll never do Ardas. I don't do my own Ardas, <laughs> but I'll do Sangat the Ardas, innit? Kept it for yourself. Yeah, okay. not like that. You, I mean, it's, it's nerve wracking, innit? Yeah, you got to stand in front of people and you got to say the right things. How do you say it? And, uh, but then you get forced to do it. Then you learn this kind of, you know how to do Ardas. Like for example, the last basics camp, I had to do majority of Ardas. And I was like, that's crazy because a few years ago, I never want to do Ardas, yeah, yeah. right? Or whether that's doing Guru Sabri Seva. Remember, and I remember speaking to one Singh and he was like, you know, you're very lucky that you, you get to do all this Seva. And I was like, I know I'm very lucky, but I would say at the same time, it's because I, it's with the Guru's grace, yeah, I've yeah. put myself in that position. 100%. With the oppo- and then the opportunities have presented themselves. So it kind of echoes your point that you said earlier that when it comes to whatever it is, getting involved in your Guru card, just turn up to the Godara Sahib. And that one day, I remember back in the day when I first had the star, then people kind of noticed you more at the same time, right, for Seva. And I got to do Chor Sahib Di Seva. It's like, imagine, like, you know, when was the, do you know when, the, when was the first time that you got to do Chor Sahib Di Seva? Is that a bus camp? So how old were you? How old were you? I then? was about 18, 19, I think. And you've been going to the Guru card for how long? For my life. Your whole life. Yeah. Right? But now you you've put yourself in that position where you have the opportunity to do seva. Right. So going to Sikhi camps is very important as well, right? Because then you have more opportunity to do things that you would never do anyway. But because I started going Godura once a week, 
when I never used to go once we go every single day they one day they just say to me there's nobody else who chose us at this ever can you go and sit there and I was like whoa like want to get want to get chores and my mom was like whoa she took a picture of me <laughs> sent it sent it, it to everyone was, was like, what's up dp I, I was like what are you doing mom like papa come to the front get the phone she does not to like you know live stream live, <laughs> live stream but the main point is that you know it's it's basically echoing your point uh that you know you have to be in that position and the opportunities will come to you you never know where you end up because i looked at myself thinking that i'm so blessed to be ble- to do guru sabhi seva yeah. but you have to invest in yourself as well that was my other point and that's where the gurumukh um, classes are so important because if you can't read gurbani if you can't do certain things then you're not going to get these opportunities that maybe that you you want to do yeah. and even making dal for 200 people you may be a sikki cat one time and they say can you help out with the langar di seva for the kam and you might just learn how to make prashad <laughs> right deg is prashad the tasty pudding or um you know because <laughs> people man people don't know deg in it half the time and what is deg that you're on about right so prashad very simply or how to make dal for 200 people yeah, right yeah. so and you you be shocked like i'm i'm amazed but i don't i don't i still don't know a lot but i'm sure you can echo this in you guys well that you've learned so much just from being there and somebody else telling you this is what you need to do and you mess it up a lot of times <laughs> get scolded I once he got caught a puppy because <laughs> I made a mistake. Oh, he didn't he he went to swear at me. He's like you puppy because he didn't say anything else. Right? And I was like that hurt more. I've ever got effort than a puppy, right? In that respect. But um that you, I think there's two things. Put yourself in that position. Definitely. Do sangat keep company on those people. Opportunities will present themselves. But the more time you invest into yourself, um things like again gurbani good mock classes which you maybe you could expand on if, if you don't have another point that we didn't mention yeah, yeah. and the importance of what you're doing now and how people can get involved maybe um you have to invest in yourself as well and that's where you can't be lazy uh, and then you'll see the growth in your own sikhi and getting involved in different things in the guru card which 5 years ago you think wouldn't have been possible yeah i think i'd say 67 67% of with with guru kirpa but the skills i have now in a godra environment I learned them because at some point someone that normally does it wasn't there yeah. and I had to do it. <laughs> But as you said it's only because I was in that situation. Um and I think it is really important that as as you both said knock on a door and see what opens, right? Mm. If you don't knock on the door nothing's going to open for you. Um and it's important to realize how important seva is like Guru Sahib says jis mast jis mast tak paag su laga sev you know the mathe do te vadde paag ne unhi seva mil diya the only people with great fortune get seva hmm. now one could think jalang rest at home if it's written on my forehead <laughs> you know i'll get a letter through the post from gurdwara saying we need you on this day or well, bad joke you just get actually right seva on your yeah, forehead yeah right. <laughs> viral pen <laughs> or another way of thinking it is that those people that actually make an effort are blessed as well, huh? mm. uh, and even by uh, gurdash he says that charan charan gur charan charan pankti kiya was charan san gur ek sadguru ko panda agohe deta hai by taking one step towards guru sahib they they come and receive you by making hundreds of thousands yeah. and i think it's important that we're all on different levels that one step is very individual to all of us mm. and the analogy i make is you think about your shoe size Mm. <laughs> so some of us has big feet some of us has this is where the small jokes come in isn't it yeah and so if if i and the foot size relates to how long you've been in sikki mm. so if i've been in sikki longer my step will be bigger like if you've just started your step's going to be tiny mm. doesn't mean you're not making a step mm. but it's individual to you and that one step might be 
just go and wipe the sink every time you go to the gurdara. For me, it might be, I need to go and learn how to make dig. As you come, Guru Sahib, and it's, it's, it's unexplainable how it happens. Yeah. Guru Sahib will put you where you need to be. Mm. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's really important. And uh, it's quite exciting as well. And you, you find Sangat. Yeah. You find Sangat. The best people I spend my time with is all people that I do Seva with. My Guru. You know? And they become your friends as well. And it's just like Seva friends, Seva friends. And you just lift each other up. And I think that's, that's quite a beautiful thing when it happens as well. And, and even if you, you could also say if you have friends and you want to get together and do seva together, do something together, then get involved together and go to the Gurdwara and do these little things because yeah. you'll make it fun as well then. Yeah, for sure. And I think one other thing that's really important is, you know, these skills that are byproduct of getting involved in the seva in Gurdwara. One thing you'll learn is how to speak Punjabi. Hmm. Being involved and having to speak to some auntie or committee member of Punjabi and you're doing your own bestie, hmm. You'll sound, you know, funny for a little bit, but mm. honestly, I believe my Punjabi has increased so much because I have to speak Punjabi with the grantees or with the committee members or with an auntie that has a question. Auntie. So in that sense, just by being in that environment, you will learn things that, you know, will come just as a natural byproduct. So it's really powerful in that sense as well. And just one point I want to mention as well, because you said uh, Guru Sahib is there as well, right? We say Gurdwara. Yeah. Guru, Dwara, the door of the Guru, the home of the Guru. So that's the that's the central point, right? Of everything. Yeah. Right? That's the whole point of going to the Gurdwara Sahib as well. So how has this helped you with your relationship with Guru Sahib Ji? I think my prosa in terms of my faith generally, mm. through, through the little experiences I've had, have really, have really developed, has really developed mm. and has, has increased. I think also I've appreciated how important Guru Sahib Seva is. And I was also appreciated, I guess, the level that a lot of Guru Sikhs would have been at initially. And I always think about Akhand parts, like, you know, how we said they're quite commercialized now. What's an um, Akhand part? Akhand part, Akhand means um, without uh, without a break. Mm. Part means when you read part uh, continuously. So 48 hours yeah. from beginning to end of Guru Granth Sahib Ji. Uh, and I thought about like a hundred years ago, how many parties there would have been, how many people could read Ladivar, and how much effort and kamai they would have put in. And to have a, a counterpart in the pen would have been a big thing, right? Yeah. So that you can go and pay for one. It's hard to find someone that could do an counterpart. And so it would have been a huge thing. And I think I appreciate a lot more the effort that goes in to doing Guru Sahib Seva. Um, but obviously your relationship as a result uh, turns tenfold. So, for example, um, if I ever have a question, I know that I need to get uh, advice from Guru Sahib or Hukam. I know every Wednesday morning we're going to do Prakash so that I can do Ardas to Guruji and the Hukam Nama I can take as my answer. And having at least once a week where you know it's a very intimate relationship with Guru Sahib is so helpful uh, and just keeps me in a direction in that sense. And also, the Seva itself, I would say, brings us a key up. Uh, without you really knowing it. Mm. So there's so many benefits to it in terms of your relationship with Guru Sahib. Mm. And as always, you meet Sangat and through Sangat, up your relationship and your love and your prosa mm. and your, your faith in Guru Sahib increases and you see so many little things. So I'll give you another example. One thing I will say is it can get very lonely. <laughs> yeah. It can get very lonely. And we've spoken about this as well once. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be a very lonely road. Mm. So I would say, and this isn't me trying to big myself up saying, you know, oh, I smashed it or anything like that. <laughs> uh, for about four years, only up until about last year, a year and a half ago, it was very lonely at the Gwadara. It would be the kids, obviously. Um, 
and their parents, but you like being around people your own age. Yeah. And what happens, and this is also important, is that youth get attracted to Gordware where things are already established. And that's really important for your own sikhi to develop and to do sangat, right? But it's 10 times harder going where there isn't stuff established, you know? Yeah. And none of your friends are going to be there on a Saturday or a Sunday. And it's on a New Year's Eve, it's just going to be you on the stool, mm. you know? Because no one wants to do that. I'd rather be with my friends at whatever Gordura. Mm. So I would say it does get lonely, but it is important that you need to branch out. And that's why we mentioned if you can do it with friends, do it with friends. Mm. But I just kept doing it at Ardaas and Guru Sahib, I need help here. I need help. Like mm. we've got 50 kids coming and I'm teaching seven-year-olds and 16-year-olds in the same Sikhi class. Can't do it. Yeah. And then I, remember, I remember Gurpreet Kaur, uh, who does Girtan. So we went to university together. She got married in Birmingham. And she randomly rang me like, oh, what's it? I want to get involved in some seva. And I was like, Maraj, regardless of Lena. So she started helping out with the classes. And then there's another Benji Tanvir Kaur. Uh, she's a primary school teacher. And mm. then she came, she rocked up. Mm. Uh, and then we started Santia and things just started expanding. And randomly, all these people just started popping out of nowhere. And then one thing that really changed the dynamic is when we, we when I, when we as seva, though, start invested in other people, they become your helpers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm very lucky, Baljeet Kaur, my wife, she also teaches Santia. So like even my marriage mm. helped because she now takes the Punjabi school. Her Punjabi is wicked. Mm. My Punjabi is crap in that sense, right? She mm. can teach Punjabi as a Punjabi teacher. Mm. So she's filled that slot and now she teaches Santia as well. Mm. And then what we're starting to see is the kids that we've been teaching for four or five years, they're delivering talks. Right. And the adults we've been teaching Santia for, they're now teaching Ura Ura. Mm. And now we're going on to Nitanim. So a system has started to, to be created where it starts nourishing itself. Mm. And it's really important to think of things sustainably. If you don't invest in people, and I've seen this is so, I guess you guys have seen this, so many organizations and Gordwari where a group of friends have come together, created a wicked organization, done some crazy prajad for like five years, had some wicked camps. They've got married, they've had kids, and then What's it's been empty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's because uh, the amazing stuff that they've done, they haven't planned for the future. Mm. And I think one thing, if you are going to commit to something in a Gurdwara, what I would say is it needs to be often. Like Sikhi camps, like we're involved with Sikhi camps. And it is it does come down to the youth, right? You need a balance of learning yourself and topping yourself up. Yeah. But then also passing it on as well. Mm. If you don't, if you just keep passing everything on, you're going to come to a glass ceiling where you've taught everything you know. Mm. If you just learn everything for yourself, that's great, but that's only for yourself, right? Yeah. And what you'll find is when you start teaching other people, two things happen. You'll remember and you'll learn what you've learned way better. And you'll be forced to learn more because yeah. you have a responsibility to teach other people, <laughs> which you probably found from Qatar, right? 100%. Um, and in that sense, it just starts, the system starts created and you get this whole group of people. And as I mentioned, it's really important to create that system where we're looking five, 10 years. So in my Sikhi class, I know the three or four kids I want to keep really close because I want them teaching Sikhi class in 10 years. Or I want them to be influencing their Sikh societies at the universities. Mm. If you think about it from a very granular level, you don't know where those seeds will be planted and where they go. They might go and inspire a Sikh society. And that Sikh society might inspire five people. They might go into their professions. One might be a barrister. You know? one, might work for, one might work in law. Mm. One might become a investor that becomes a millionaire and then puts funds back into the bond. You don't know, right? Yeah. Um, one thing I would say though is what we're very good at is off the cuff things. 
one Sikhi camp a year or a kids, random kids camp where 200 kids come uh, and then they go. Kids need, and generally people need regularity. Consistency. Kids need, especially if they're coming to Sikhi and they have no Sikhi at home, mm. kids need role models that they know personally, mm. that they're comfortable with, that they can have a laugh with. And they need role models they can ask or connect with and be on standby. You know? And that only that doesn't come from a, a year camp. That comes from week in, week out. Mm. Or if you can do twice a week. Yeah. You need to get to know these kids and nurture them as your own. Mm-hmm. And what I like I've found, like, you know, if the kids trust you and the parents trust you, like I've had parents get their kids into schools. You know? And then as eventually we've started taking the kids that are from stand-up and jobby backgrounds that would never have got involved in Sikh spaces. Like some of them came to Sings Camp and they, they saw loads of things for the first time. Mm. So it is really important that there is consistency. I think whatever you do, do it consistently. Because in that sense, people start relying on you as well. Mm. You know, like uh, we had to cancel the class this week uh, and the parents, the kids were like, why are you canceling it? What are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? for a, a lot of these kids, like you'll find some, some kids that don't, get much of an opportunity. Like we took the kids every every Christmas, we take them bowling. Some kids have never been bowling before. Mm. Some kids have never been out of Birmingham. You know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and also I think we have, those of us that aren't very lucky enough to be in a professional environment, very a very thriving environment. I learn skills in terms of how to present myself, how to interact with people, how to learn things, um, how to do well in academics, how to look for jobs, we need to also look after that sector as well of the kids. Mm. Like Jewish communities, uh, Muslim communities do this really well. They look after their own. And what you'll find is that creates a whole new pathway for investing in your community because the people that are learning Sikhi are going to high places mm. and they'll protect Sikhi and make it flourish there. But also what that opens up to is a whole new kettle of fish. This Punjabi Sunday Sikhs that wouldn't come to an Amritullah program might help out with mentoring. Mm. And that's something we're actually working on, a mentoring database. Mm. Um, I know so many Aparni that are in very, very high positions. And if you ask them, yo, do you want to come to a Sukhmi side? We're like, Shadipari, I'm not coming. Yeah. If you ask them, yo, would you mind uh, doing work experience with this young kid that comes to the Sikhi class? They'll be like, yeah, let's bring him in. Yeah. And, uh, and then that will be their entrance to Sangat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the possibilities are endless. And this is something I was going to come on to at the end, but we all have a role. It might not be making langar. It might not be, you know, doing Amritullah Diwan. It could be anything. And I, I would say get involved with what you enjoy. My passion was teaching kids because I'm a teacher as well. So that's what we got involved with. You know, if you enjoy sports, make a sports team for your Gurdwara. If you enjoy writing, make a news article for your Gurdwara. Have the Gurdwara, their Facebook page, their social media. Mm. Um, yeah, the possibilities are endless. It's all about hitting that small circle of influence and just watching Guru Sahib expand it. Anji. And just one story that comes to mind, if I remember it correctly, was um, when uh, Guru Nandeji Maharaj and Pai Maradana Ji and Pai Bala Ji were traveling <clears throat> to a village. And the people in the village were actually really raw to Guru Sahib Ji mm. and, to, and to the Guru Sikhs with them. And uh, Guru Sahib Ji said to them, I hope you guys stay here. <laughs> right? And then, then they carried on to another village and they showed him a lot of love. In that village And then Guru Sahib said I hope you guys all spread out And you all leave this village Right Anji. And Pai Maradana Ji Got quite confused Right Saying that You know the ones That were so nice to you You told him That I hope you guys Spread out Don't stay in this one village mm-hmm. But the ones that were Kind of raw and, and rude to you You hope that they all Stay together And uh, you heard the story Yeah Anji. Anji And then Guru Sahib Explained to them That 
The reason for that was because the ones that had the good divine qualities and the loving qualities, they should be going, they should be spreading out, spreading it to everybody. Yeah. But those that are, you know, the selfish, rude ones, they should just stay to themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. And not spread out. And that's kind of like what Sikhi is, right? That we're meant to be taking it out, taking it to, to the whole of the world. But like you said, in different professions and inspiring people that, like you say, if you're an accountant, like you mentioned earlier, um, if you've got different types of skills, then you should be bringing them into the Guru card as well, but taking them out into your field. So yeah, yeah. one example of that with yourself is that your teacher, your maths teacher, right? Hanji. And you teach at a private school? Yeah, so it's, a, it's an independent school, yeah. Is it, a, is it a religious school or is it just a... No, no, it's just it's normal. <laughs> okay, normal school. But in that school, you have a, a Sikh society, right? Hanji. And that's that's crazy when you think about it, right? In universities you hear about, but in a school, a yeah. Sikh teacher... Uh, teaching Sikhi. So can you just explain a bit about that? Because it sounds really cool as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of kirpan. Um, How did it come about in the yeah, first so, place? You know what, this, I've had so many little moments in my life where even if I tried to change it, I couldn't have, because I believe Guru Sahib has put me in a specific position. So I'll talk about um, how I got the job there first and then very quickly how the Sikh society started. So I was training um, at school one, for example, mm. and uh, school one was a grammar school as well. Very good school on the top in Birmingham, going really well. They had an interview come up uh, February for a math teacher and everyone was kind of nudging me saying, you're going to get it right. Like mm. we all love you here, whatever, right? The kids mm. love you and stuff. I was like, got to the interview, um, came second. At the same time, there was another interview for this private school, which is also top in West Midlands, right? And I thought, Jal, it'd be a good experience. I'll get to see a nice school, right? We're going to see how the other half live. So I thought, Jal, they can So school one's interview was on uh, a Monday, I yeah. think. And the school two's was on the Tuesday. And the school two one, I thought, I'm just going to give it a crack, see what happened. Good, good experience, right? Yeah. So I went to the school one one, had a really good interview, got to the final two. And that evening found out I didn't get the job. Okay. The reason was because they were recruiting for a head of maths and... I couldn't fill that position. Mm. But what they said to me was, and I was really dookie. I was, I couldn't understand like Guru Sahib, like what's going on? Like it all, all the stars aligned, right? And I mm. didn't get the job. I was like questioning things as well. And the, what they said was um, off paper that if anyone leaves now, we'll give you the job without interview. And I was okay. like, Jal, okay, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's gonna leave, but Jal, it's all right. Yeah. So then I went to this other interview and, um, I went, had, a, had an amazing interview, uh, talked about Sikhila actually, and the Langar event we did at the university and just organizing it. And they really took to that a lot and talked about a few other things, had a really good lesson. And I thought, that was a nice experience. Let's see what happens, right? Mm. And they were meant to ring me back two days later. I went back to school one, had the worst lesson of my life that I was being um, monitored where kids like started having fights with each other because of racist comments. I like, I, I, my head was so messed up. So I just had a good interview. I missed the job yesterday. Just had the worst lesson of, lesson of my life that was being judged. Went home feeling absolutely crap. Then I got a phone call from school too saying, you got the job? I was like, <laughs> 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 Then I was like flying in the clouds again. I was like, mm. what is going on? Like, this is madness. Yeah. So then I went back to school and like the school is amazing, right? It has a swimming pool and stuff. No way. I went back to school one because I was still training there and someone left. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yo, Mandeep, you got the job? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm all right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they had the paperwork ready. Mm. And I'm like, I'm all right, you know, I got, I got the job. They were like, what? And they mm. were like, they were like, even saying like, you know, you haven't signed yet. You can still take the job. And I was like, in a bit, man, I'm here to love. Mm. <laughs> so 
So then all that happened, I was like, and then I realized, oh, this is why I didn't get that job. And this is why things are happening. Mm. So then I went and started at that school and Bubbin Singh, who's here, emailed me uh, very funnily saying, bro, there's a, there's, a, there's a guy at a school that wants a Sikhi assembly. Can you do it? And I checked the school and it was a school I got the job at. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard this story before, man. It was a school I got the job at. And then I was like, what the hell? I just started with this day I started there. Yeah. And I was like, who's this kid? And um, he's a sixth former. And uh, his mom's number was written. Mm. So I rang his mom. I was like, oh, I'm actually teaching at the school. She's like, what? I was like, yeah. I, was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then uh, I spoke to him. He's like, what? You're a teacher? <laughs> I was like, I, I have no idea what's going on. Let's just go with it. And then I thought, Jal, we'll get used to it. The school is very cool in the sense it has loads of societies, like mm. a university. There's a lot of autonomy. The kids are quite mature and wise in that sense. Mm. They're very like inquisitive. Mm. So there'll be like loads of societies. There's religious societies. There's a, a Lego society. There's a movie society. There's a judicial society. There's a law society, everything, right? Mm. So I thought, yo, I'll just, I'll just take it easy. I'll go in and maybe in a year's time, I'll try and identify the upner kids. Mm -hmm. Then I'll maybe ask them if they want to start a Sikh society. Before that sixth former even asked me about the assembly, he's like, sir, can we start a Sikh society? No way. I was like, why guru? Like, this is mad. Yeah. So he actually went and started it and I was the teacher that overlooked it. Mm. And then from the next week, we had a Sikh society and then it grew. Um, a few kids even kept their gear, Guru Kirpa. Wow. Um, kids are now leading talks. And we even have a Santya class in the school. No way. So every Monday lunchtime is Santya. Every Thursday lunchtime is Sikhi class. Uh, you know, we'll just talk about, um, we do one week history, one week of Gurbani. So we'll talk about like uh, something from Itihas. Then the other week we'll look at Hukam Nama and just discuss it. And yeah, it's, you know, we've been there two years now. And like the year nines are at a point where they're leading the society. And they get involved in camps and stuff now. And it's very blessed. In that sense, because these are kids that are going to Oxford, Cambridge, um, you know, Harvard, all the like, top universities. Mm. And for them to be, have a foundation in Sikhi, I feel as if, who knows what's in the future, but I feel as if that's my saver for now. Mm. Like getting those, not that I'm to anyone to do it, but like passing my knowledge of Sikhi onto those kids that will maybe go on and do some huge things with it, right? So it's, mm. it's very interesting how it all works. And that was one thing where I just blew my mind, like, this is crazy how it's happening. But Guru Sahib puts you wherever you need to be. But at the same time, as you said, I was lucky enough that for the past three, four years, I'd been learning Santhya mm. and I'd been doing talks. So I could very easily take that seva on. Mm. Now, as much as a new teacher just getting into Sikhi, if you haven't got that wealth of knowledge behind you, there's, there's only so much you can do. So I guess also you need to be in a position where you're ready for whatever Guru Sahib puts you in as well. Mm. Uh, and if you're not, don't worry, just start making steps towards it. And Guru Sahib will put you there again. And, and also just to echo on this point, even if you're not, if you don't have the support of the school, so like when I was in school, even though I went to a Sikh school, we didn't have the support like, like of the teachers to, to start a Sikhi club. So yeah. we, we just started it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And literally sometimes we were like, there was a lot of fights with the teachers and arguments <laughs> and stuff. But like Maharaj Kirpa, it worked out slowly and it grew. And then by the time we left Sikh form, it was still carrying on. And then the, the younger years were taking over the seva, but I think it's dead now. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see these are like, you know, seva, I guess we're talking about the state of Gordore. Mm. It can be extended to your professions. Mm. Sikh society is a huge thing at universities, right? A lot that makes or break, I got into Sikhi or redeveloped my Sikhi at Sikh society. So it doesn't always have to be in a Gordore setting. Mm. Gordore should be a firm part of it, but your root might be, or your seva might be something else. Mm. Um, so that's, 
really important to talk about as well. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a crazy ride, and I believe that I'm not just someone special. I think because for whatever reason, I thought I wanted to get involved. Guru Sahib just took that as an ishani and just put me somewhere. And I think if you show that enthusiasm and you make the effort, I guess Sikhi is about Uddam, right? It's about effort. Yeah. If you put the effort in, if, if someone's just sitting at home and they don't want to get involved, Guru Sahib is not going to present you an opportunity, mm. right? Well, they might, but you know, you're more likely if you're surrounding yourself in that space. And the main thing is do Ardas. Mm. Even with the Sivadas we have, uh, with the kids camps we do, everyone says the same thing. We all used to do Ardas for Sangat and for Seva. And in the most randomest ways, we've crossed paths. Mm. Like there was one, there was one thing I went to uh, sixth form with. We kept our case at the same time, and then um, we were doing a kids camp, and we had me. He had me on Instagram, and he saw it, and he's like, "Bro, I'd love to uh, donate to this." I was like, "Oh, wicked!" Here's the bank details. He donated. We didn't speak. Then um, he donated again after another camp, and we were just about to do Sings camp, and I hadn't speak, spoken to him like five years. I go, "Bro, do you want to come to Sings camp?" <laughs> he's like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go." He came and now he's 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 stuck in Sangat Marakirpa. He took Amrat. People just need love, honestly, and people mm. need a calling. Mm. I think the biggest thing you can do is create a platform that brings people together. Gurmat camps, regular seva at Gordware is 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 a breeding ground for that stuff. And it's very hard to do things as a, as, a, as an individual. For people like us that are in these situations and very blessed to be, our aims now are to create platforms and spaces where we can invite other people in. That don't have access to this kind of stuff, and that's where your careers networks, that's where your Sikhi camps, and asking the parents or the siblings to get involved come in. That's where you know your monthly cleanups or your store seva comes in. Um, so I guess for us now, it's about orchestrating that for a lot of people and creating that platform, mm. and uh, it will grow. It, it, it will grow so much. Well, thank you for that. Is there any final points or any other vichar that you want to do? Otherwise, we can finish off this. I think, podcast. yeah, I'll just finish off with, I guess, the scope for Gordari. Yeah. What, like, I think we get so bugged down into what a Gordari currently looks like. Mm. And in a way, it's desensitized us to the potential of Gordari. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, it's important to think about where we could take things. And they're, they're not that far off either. So um, things that I'd love to see Gordari do. Uh, getting more involved in is investment in youth, offering scholarships for academia and even sports. You know, our Gurdwari should be hubs for sports. If you look at any good community, any strong community, they have a strong sense of sport. And quite often sport brings communities together. Um, so I think investment in that sense, if you look at academia now, like university academia for Sikhi is a mess at the moment. And a lot of people don't like those in power that control Sikhi academia, if we can influence people to go in and start researching and the funding is there from the Gordwari, then people will join into these things. I think we also need to think about how Gordwari are structured and in a sense, treating it like an organization or a company, not from the spiritual aspect, but in terms of its governance, you know, why shouldn't we have someone on a desk as a receptionist that welcomes someone in and asks how they're doing and asks how they can help? Why shouldn't we have a training program to train youth that want to become Gyanis? Why shouldn't we have a degree for them for three years? Why shouldn't they have a good, a good pay at the end? I was at an interfaith event and I was talking to a Christian pastor and I was just like, what's the route for you guys? Like, how are you treated? And he was loving it. He goes, we're paid to do a master's up to a master's level. So that's four years of education by the Church of England. Mm. Then we have a private, a, a private house paid for us. 
Our kids yeah. go to an independent school, the fees are paid. We yeah. have private health insurance. Mm. Uh -huh. And to be honest, money isn't a problem for us. We have a lot of money. Mm. And I know Gordwari are sometimes struggling and there's building funds and stuff. But if our, if our money is pooled correctly, mm. in five years, we could have an English speaking uh, Gyanni, an English speaking Granti in every Gordwari in England. Mm. That's not a far thing to do if everything's structured correctly. Um, so I think that's really important. Even things like the welfare of grantees and langaris, it is quite unsolicited. They, they liaise with the committees and the committee basically sets the price. We'll pay you this. If you don't like it, do one. Mm. So even things like creating a union for the Ghanis, mm. you know, somewhere they can go and speak to. So like I've been mistreated or I haven't been paid this month or someone's put this allegation on me or whatever, right? I think there's so many things we can do. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, the possibility is endless. And I think um, just going forward as well, um, one thing, if you want tangible things you can get involved with and things that I've seen have had a massive impact on Sangat, one thing is English translations. So Punjabi is very important. What we started doing, and if you have a basic understanding of Gurbani and you can read Gurmukhi and you can watch a few YouTube videos, you can do this. So... Sangat that come to Sukhmi Sahib's or counterparts, a lot of them, I'd say 70% of them don't generally come to the Gurdwara much or come to weddings. That's an opportunity for us to show them the Gurdwara is for them. So what we can do, and this is what I've done a lot of the times, and although there's a few organizations trying to create a structure for this, is at the end, wherever the Hukumnama was, get your phone out and do a quick English translation about it even explaining to people what a hukumnama is, the fact that this is Guru Granth Sahib speaking to you directly. Most people think the grantee is saying something. Yeah. Huh? So they'll get up and they'll start like just speaking with their kids. Just explaining to them that, look, this is the Guru speaking to us. You should be respectful at all times in the Dabar Sahib, but if not anywhere now, uh, anytime else, now you should be quiet, you shouldn't leave. Mm. They'll be like, oh, like, okay, that makes sense. And they'll, 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 they won't leave, they'll, they'll sit with attention, right? And then explaining to them that if it's a, a kid's birthday, I know what's Guru Sahib saying to the kid and the family? If it's someone's an garage, what's someone saying to the couple for their marriage? Mm. That one message could open up a whole new avenue for them. And I've had Sangat members come and say, you know what, we're so grateful. I had no idea that the Guru could speak to us. I didn't know that I was being told something every time I come to the Godbara. Mm. And then they've just started learning and then they come to the Waiguru course and now they take an Amrit. So it's not a numbers game, by all means, but people, I think Jagrad Singh used to say that Sikhi doesn't need to be sold, it just needs to be told. Hmm. Um, so that's one thing you could do very, very quickly. Um, and that takes, you know, all you got to do is speak to the Gyanis or the Grantis or the committee, ask when the programs are, you know, go to one a weekend, that's 20 minutes of your weekend, but the effect that will have on Sangat, huge. Hmm. And be around for 10 minutes after to speak to them Anji. and become a regular face. Um, and I, I said, I'll, I'll finish with this. I think the main thing is making people feel welcome at Gurdwara and giving them a sense of belonging. And it's hard to facilitate that. And that might just be a quick conversation. How's it going? You know, you off to work today. How was your weekend? Would mm. you come to the Gurdwara much? What's your background? This is how I got into Sikhi. Um, it'll go a long way. I think, you? you know, everyone has their little role to play. Mm. Any points going to be seen? I think just to uh, reiterate a lot of the points that Baji said that change starts on an individual level, right? Yeah. That we just need to show up and goes back to that building, that circle of influence. 
but just the main thing is just show up and start somewhere you know to start anywhere yeah so that, that's the main thing i think we can take away anji and just uh thank you so much uh for coming on the podcast even um actually recommending this topic as well it just gives everybody even myself more of a deeper insight mm. into how our godara sahibs are run and actually how we can get involved and i'm sure we've given many examples but maybe inspired some people as well to actually get involved in the godara sahib as well hanji yeah i know we talked about this at camp and it opened mm. a lot of people shared a lot of opinions about this and their experiences yeah uh one thing oh and obviously this before but we'll finish on this and then i'll mm. give a bit of a plug as to a project we're thinking about as well mm. i remember harman singh saying to us about prachar when we when he when we were at the vidyala mm. and he said that don't think of seva as a chore mm. think of it as a your opportunity a grunat dev ji maharaj just started this revolution and it's going to happen whether we get involved or not mm. and I, like sometimes i think if i don't do the sikhi class you know the kids aren't going to learn mm. if the kids aren't to learn guru sahib will put something for them to learn yeah guru sahib has given me and all of us an opportunity to be a part of that revolution mm. if we don't take it there'll be 100 people waiting behind us mm. so grab it with both hands and it it is really fun it does get very exciting so i would say don't see seva as a chore see as your chance to be a part of the revolution guru nanak dev ji maharaj just started mm. and you will save yourself as a result quite often we think i'm doing this seva for the gurudwara or i am doing this seva for the kids rakshi you're transforming your own life because mm. of the position you've put yourself in mm. and just finishing off i know a lot of people over the past years have asked about gurmat classes and asked how we've got started and asked for resources and syllabus uh, recommendations and just generally tips um we are hoping in the summer to do a 3 day 4 day course depending on how many people are interested mm. so that'll probably be based in birmingham and I want to create a gurmat school network where people that run gurmat schools can share resources because so many great things happen that we don't hear of and if people would like training we can give training as to how to quickly make a powerpoint in half an hour for a sikhi class you're doing um how to engage with parents what fun trips can you do how can you make it fun for the kids in essence it will be a, a cpd a training workshop for 3 or 4 days in birmingham so if you are interested please message or comment Uh, leave your email and we'll maybe get a poster out as well closer mm-hmm. to the summer time and in essence it will be a network where we can share and you know myself or any other other seva can come down to your sikhi class and give some feedback or offer some advice in essence making sure that people feel they have the resources and the help to start these initiatives because it can be quite daunting mm-hmm. and even if it's that uh, if if we know people in the committee that we could speak to we can also help in that sense as well so and a lot of people ask for that and guru sahib kripa we'll we'll do a dry run of that in the summer mm. if the demand is there from the sangat so if you are thinking about starting something in that front in your gurdwara please do drop basis of sikhi an email there'll be a link or something <laughs> around here maybe i don't know how to do this uh, or just drop him a direct message and uh, hopefully we can have a chat in the summer but awesome the links will be in description for how you can contact us and um, thank you so much uh, mandeep singh for joining us on this podcast and uh, if you've made any mistakes or offended anyone then please forgive us for that again please leave your um comments in the comment section mm. if there's something that we didn't cover and you want us to cover going forward or you want Mandeep Singh back on to talk about something else maybe more by his own experiences in India or wherever it could be um or you know getting involved in a school and stuff like that then please let us know and uh, thank you so much finish thank off thank you guys yeah okay. that's brilliant why good you come why good you come why good you give up there